Hey everybody, welcome to a delayed episode of Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. And my butt delayed everything. Matt's butt. Hi. (laughs) We're having having Matt's butt as a guest on the pod this week. Yeah, let's not talk to it. It's been loud enough. (laughs) (laughs) It's been vocal enough. Uh, since Friday. Matt's, Matt's basically been incapacitated for three days. I, I golfed on Friday. But in the morning, I was like, oh, I really got to use the bathroom before I go to the golf. I did. And then, um, didn't think anything of it, but I started to feel not great on Friday night. And I thought it was just my my normal resistance to going to an art auction for Henry's uh, preschool he was that I missed last, last year. year. Yeah. And like legitimately sick. Right. But um, then I think, and then <laughs> I think I made myself sick. <laughs> and I was like, wow, he doesn't want to go so badly that he's, he's actually making himself sick. He I had a fever. I did. I and had then, fever. <laughs> I climbed, but and like, and I was pretty much incapacitated. I feel like you like you like messed up the spell or something because <laughs> it like <laughs> you like you all you wanted like a twenty four hour thing right. instead. You got oh, yeah, maybe like, it's a twenty four day thing. I don't know. <laughs> right, like you said, buggy book instead of big. I said, back. yeah. What I said, <laughs> the twenty four was I want to go to the bathroom twenty four times a day, <laughs> which is just about where we're at. Oh, I'm laughing, it's, but it's not funny. It's been like what I I've had no uh, no strength to like do anything and i mean that like even like go into my office which i'm currently i'm in here now like i went in here today because dory was recording forever 35s and i didn't want to be snoring or something in the bed which is right next to dory's office so i was like i better go out to my office and came out here, but like every time I moved, like got up, it like ruptured my my intestines and it was like, you gotta go to the bathroom now. <laughs> it was like it's been terrible. Oh, I'm so sorry. So then today I just was like I usually stay out of the living room, you know, during the day just because Henry is in and out of there with uh Hillary. And I don't want to distract him. And, you know, sometimes I just want to watch TV, but I don't want to do it out there. But I was so broken today that I just went out to the couch and just laid there like a beached whale. And I did not move. (laughs) And then Henry would jump on me, not really understanding what was happening. Anyway, I'm tired. I've been sick for three days. That's why we didn't record last night. We thought we'd record today. And now here we are at night. Dora's what are you like, fidgeting I'm going to record by myself. Uh, 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 a box cutter. Please stop. 
Um, Deb, look, I thought you can't be on one of these without someone fidgeting with something. I I don't mind fidgeting. Just fidget silently. Mm, that's hard. If I find it, it's very distracting to me because I have a thing with ticking. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What is and your thing with ticking? I hate ticking. It like it like it it's like a like a sensory like it's like you know how some people have like a chewing thing, I have a ticking thing. So anything or like a clicking, I hate clicking also. So like anything that sounds like that uh, with a with a repetitive sound. So like any aliens that have like a clicky language. You don't like them. Well, but it's especially <laughs> bad if it's like a clock. Like it's ticking or clicking at a specific uh, interval. Doesn't the Henry clock drive you crazy then? The one in his in his play playroom. Room? Yeah, yeah, I but it's, there's the there's usually like enough other noise happening that it. But you remember when my parents slept here? They had to move the clock. Yeah, I mean it is like it's an it's oppressive so loud clock. Yeah, yeah, the classic IKEA clock. Um, but yes, I did offer to do a solo episode the last one if you recall the last one i did was when matt had covid yes which was two almost two and a half years ago right um and and, i was like never again and i didn't mind she threatened me with doing the podcast on her own and i was like i can't do this i I can't let that happen i offered it was audience needs me and my butt problem (laughs) They really wanted to hear about that. <laughs> I, I feel like, like I'm gonna have, I'm really... gonna have to put a trigger warning on the on the show notes. <laughs> just put just call the episode "Butt Stuff." <laughs> Doing the butt? <laughs> no, that's a little uh, less subtle. Okay. Um. Anyway, look here we are. Let's talk. I mean, I would like to talk about what what's been going on all weekend. You know, keep everyone up to date. But I, I literally have spent most of the time in bed yeah you have i took henry to a birthday party on saturday morning actually i believe the host of the birthday party listens so shout out um and they had that's where i was in case you're wondering i was on the couch and on the toilet. That's why oh, I was yeah. at the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why he was not there. Um, and the and there was a magician for entertainment. And I told Henry that there was going to be a magician. And and like as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, he doesn't know what a magician is. And in fact, he was like, what? <laughs> and I and I kind of tried to describe it. And I said, you know, say like abracadabra. And he's like, ooh, will there be pink smoke? <laughs> so I like, he must have seen some sort of like w- wand abracadabra situation where like yeah. some pink smoke happened. And I was like, I don't know, maybe. But then and thinking, definitely not. Mm-hmm. But then it turned out that the magician was less a magician and more of like a mad scientist kind of type. Mm-hmm. And he was doing various like concoctions where the kids would have to like pour stuff into a beaker and there was smoke. <laughs> oh, nice. And he was also like a comedian, but like Did anybody say abracadabra? No, there was no abracadabra. Um, but you know how like some people and I think and I count like Miss Rachel among these people, they just are so perfectly attuned to what a small child will find like interesting or funny. Mm. This guy had 
these four-year-olds in stitches. <laughs> like, I have never seen Henry laugh so hard was it his was it a real laugh yes it it was he was he was like dying laughing like he was so into it it took him a little while like you know how he is he he like we got there and it had already started because we were a little late and he like hugged my leg and then he wanted to like scope out the snacks which is like what he likes to do at every birthday party had some snacks we sat down we walked around and then he sort of like inched towards it and then he was like, oh, this guy's good. <laughs> I heard him saying abracadabra. Oh, really? Like, was he pretending to be a magician this morning? Maybe. I've like, I can't. You also might have hallucinated it. I Honestly, I might have. I've been like so in tune with the couch that it's not even funny. You have. You are one with the couch. I like fell into it. Yeah. I became... I fell asleep tonight, like, while, while, you did. while dinner was happening. <laughs> was just yeah, like, and you slept through Henry's bath and bedtime. Nice. Um, he was, like, asle- he was asleep, like, basically on the dot of seven. He was so tired. And, of course, when I said goodnight to him, he was like, I'm not going to be able to fall asleep. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, tomorrow, I, it's going to be hard for Hillary to ensure that he, he's probably going to sleep on the way home from Disneyland. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's going to be rough. Um, How nice for him. He gets to go have fun and we have to go to his school. <laughs> that's true. Yep. Um, and then yesterday I took him to Disconso Gardens, which is like an old standby. Yeah. And he was really acting like the little tour guide. Counted benches. He counted all the... Well, I was like, what can we count? And he was like, benches! I was like, purple flowers? And he's like, no, benches! <laughs> um, if I'm not mistaken. He said there were like 63 benches. He counted 35, I oh, believe. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, okay. but... Not at all 63. No, but we... I mean, we definitely didn't go through the whole garden... Mm-hmm. Um, but he he counted he counted a lot of them. He was very excited every time he would see a bench. Nice, yeah. Um, and he he was like showing me the way. He was like very excited about the hill. He was like showing me the way. Should we go on this dirt path? Should we, like he was just he was like I don't know. He like loves all that all that nature stuff: plants, flowers, trees, dirt paths. He just loves areas, you know? Sure. Have you taken him to like an indoor mall? Once, yeah. Once. We, we went, went to once. the Glendale Galleria. Yeah. One and time. It was miserable. Because <laughs> I'm like wondering if he'd like be into a. No. If he wasn't. Was he in I the think, stroller? I think, I think an indoor mall is too overstimulating. Mm, interesting. I think nature is calming. And that's why he likes all those outdoor spaces. Well, I'll tell you what's not calming. Your butt? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew where that was going. 
Um, all right, we're going to take a little break. Before we do that, let me just remind everyone that you can email us at dorianmatt at gmail or mattandory gmail. And you can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. We do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. It's, uh, it's a good time over there. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Um. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay. We are back. And we have a voicemail. Uh Oh. 
How am I going to do that? I don't know. Well, I can do that, actually. Mm -hmm. Let me just go ahead and open up our email. No, wait. I'm going into Dropbox. Our voicemails. And today's date, which would have been the other day. Uh, Can we download these? And I'll put them over here in my little folder. And I think you should be able to hear. What's the first one called? Captivated. Um, The first one is called Mini IVF. Should all be nicely labeled. I'm calling to um, respond to the callers from Boulder who are looking into Mini IVF. Um, I live in Fort Collins, so just about an hour from Boulder. And I also had low AMH or uh, diminished ovarian reserve when I got started, which was, I think I was 32 or 33. Um, I had stage four endometriosis as well. And I had surgery to remove that and then moved to Colorado like two weeks later. (laughs) So I was kind of starting over in Colorado. I did the full workup at CCRM because it was local. I I didn't know it was anything special. It was just the one that was there. Um, and their plan for me was wild. I I can't remember every single part of it, but I know I do remember that it had one phase where they were going to put me in a temporary artificial menopause, um, which scared me. And it was so, so expensive. Crazy. Um, my wife and I were about to give up completely when some chain reaction that I'm sure started on this podcast landed us in the diminished ovarian reserve, low AMH Facebook group. And that's where I learned about mini IVF. It's an amazing group. That group and this podcast are the reason that I am a mom. (laughs) Um, So in that group, I learned that, um, first of all, I learned that mini IVF is really about seeking quality over quantity of eggs. The the theory being um, all the medication and hormones can you know, put obviously put stress on the body and stress on the eggs. And so maybe they're lower quality. Um, I have, I'm not a scientist, a doctor or anywhere close. I have no idea um, the evidence there, but I do know that when it comes to diminished ovarian reserve, the logic makes total sense in that no amount of medication can create eggs where there are none. So the idea to use less medication because you know you're going to get less eggs, so you might as well aim for quality. That makes a lot of sense to me, even though I, I don't understand the science. Um, so that that's what Mini IVF is aiming for. And then I, I learned there about um, that CCRM is really miracle workers. They, they can do anything. They're magic. Um, but that means that if your Abra- problem Abra- is more... <laughs> simple, which in the IVF world, I guess, diminished ovarian reserve is fairly simple, then their tools and related costs can be kind of outsized. So we ended up flying to Irvine to Life IVF Center, uh, where they're known for mini IVF. Um, The place Dory was mentioning last week. There's another place on the East Coast called CNY, um, but California is much easier to get to from Colorado. We did a package that was three retrievals and up to three transfers for $15,500 plus the cost of meds, but it's about half the meds as regular IVF. Um, And doing that plus the flights out, the hotels, and we also rented cars because we wanted each time because we wanted a 
we wanted to have fun, honestly. <laughs> and we went together each time um, to make it more fun and, and like normal, sort of warm, how people, you know, try to have babies. And uh, even with all that, which wasn't even the cheapest route to go, you know, I could have gone by myself, we could have taken public transportation, all that um, was cheaper than one cycle with uh, life or with CCRM would have been. Um, so anyway, we did all of our monitoring in Colorado. That is no big deal at all for Life IVF. Many of their clients are international. And so I think Colorado was actually a pretty simple situation for them. And uh, it was amazing. We did three retrievals in a row, then one transfer and it worked. Three years later, we went back and transferred another and it worked. Um, for us, it was like a bunch of forced baby moons. <laughs> we would always stay one night after each procedure um, and go to the beach, get seafood, do things we couldn't do in Colorado. One month, we even stayed an extra couple days and went to Disneyland and Universal Studios. Um, it's another thing about mini IVF. The recovery was so easy that I was able to do that mm. um, with just a, a few restrictions on the rides I could go on. Um, so yeah, it, it was awesome. I have way more to say, so I'm just going to email Matt and Dory with my contact information and um, can connect if, if you want more information. Um, but for now I am in a 2400 ish square foot house nice. with my wife, a four year old, my and wife, an almost one year old, uh, one TV, 40 inches, I think, and four or five hot dogs, all from Costco. Nice. nice. Costco dogs. Nice. Colorado's own Costco dogs. Um, that was a lot of really good information. That was some firsthand experience. Yeah. Which is the best kind of experience. Um, and Becca, who just left that voice memo, did follow up with an email and said, she said, hi there. The day after I sent this email, I learned that Colorado passed a law that major health plans need to include infertility treatment. Wow. So the plans available to me as someone who essentially works for the state, a public college, include coverage of prescription medicines, prescription medications, up to three completed egg retrievals, and unlimited embryo transfers, as well as IUI, IVF, a couple things I've never heard of, gamete intrafallopian transfer and zygote intrafallopian transfer with no dollar limits or other limitations says the PowerPoint, since I'm out of the baby-making game, I can't speak to how true that is in reality. And medically necessary cryopreservation. No idea what that might mean for this family, but really important for them to know. That's pretty wow, wild. Wow, that is wild. I was like, the, the state that gave us Lauren Brobert is, is, is clear in the way for IVF to be covered. And I was like, let's see how the state breaks down. Oh, it's heavily democratic. <laughs> oh yeah, Colorado's really democratic. I think she's just she represents like the rural, very red um area. Well. Guys, I'll tell you, that's fantastic news for anybody in Colorado. That is some great lobbying on behalf of you know, humans. <laughs> Like, I can't That's believe true. that the insurance people weren't like, what do you mean? Any dollar amount? What the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Cool. 
Yep. Next. All right. Next from Riley. Hello, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. I've been a longtime listener, started listening when my husband and I were trying to conceive our first child in 2017. We eventually welcomed our first son in December 2017 and his younger brother in March 2020 as COVID began. I've enjoyed your podcast so much, always a delight to listen to, and the subject matter has even helped me recently after I received a promotion to manager and one of my employees is going through IVF. Anyway, I've been hit by a truck metaphorically. My spouse of 10 years and father of my children has discovered that they are transgender and will be pursuing hormone treatment and eventually gender-affirming surgery. I've been experiencing all the feelings and looking for supportive content to help me navigate. Unfortunately, I've not really found anything to help me or my family, though I'm glad to see some material available for people who are transitioning. There's a lack of information about their families and how to navigate the transition together. I have so many questions and feelings. I work full-time while my spouse stays at home with the kids, and I thought this might be a good project for the two of us to reconnect and work through things together. Listening to a recent episode of Your Excellent Adventure has me wondering if my family should not just make the content I'm looking for ourselves. Not really sure what I'm asking for. Maybe advice for a cute, catchy name. But Mm -hmm. finally felt I had a reason worthy of writing in. Thank you so much for your time over the years. You have both seen me through a lot. I cannot express the comfort and joy of hearing about your family, too, that I'm not alone. Kindly, Riley in Washington State. uh, Wife, wife, two boys, five and three. A Dalmatian, bulldog mix, two cats, a bird, and some fish. Oh, my 21-year-old brother-in-law, too, in 1,900 square feet. Too many hot dogs to count. They're a favorite for the kids, and we eat what they eat. Um, you know, I was thinking, like, oh, that's a, that is a, one of those niche books that, like, should exist that doesn't exist. And then when you said you were thinking of making your own content, I'm like, yeah. Kind of seems like you should. Um, Do you have a clever name for them? Too bad transparent is taken. In this in this in this current state of dehydratedness, I don't know that I can think. Well, maybe an egghead does. Um, yeah, I totally think you should do this. If you're up for it, and if your wife is up for it, go for it. It would be I think it would be so to helpful to name. so many people. I'm trying to think of a name and I can't. It's annoying. Me neither, but maybe one of our listeners has an idea. I can't. Mm. Okay. I wonder how the discovery was made. Um... I don't know. Has discovered that they are transgender. Um, I mean, it's probably, well, I don't know. It could be something that they always like sort of knew, but didn't have the language for or didn't quite realize. I think everyone's story is different. Look, all I'm saying is go woke, go broke, right? That's what you should call the podcast. That's such a good idea. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Um, let's see. We are going to take another break. We are? Yeah, we are. Okay. Um, and we will be right back. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, we are back. We're going to skip this email that's on the document. We're going to go straight to the voicemail labeled postpartum. Hey, Matt and Dory. I am calling in response to the listener who is going to help her sister in the postpartum period with the new baby. Um, I am currently one month postpartum. And my experience is a little unique because my baby has reflux. So sleep is really hard because he wakes up screaming in pain. Um, But you never know what you're going to get. So I thought I would just share some of my tips on how I have been supported. Um, I've got my husband here with me, but I also have my mom staying with us a couple nights a week. Um, originally when I was pregnant, she offered to come and she was like, I'll stay with you. And I pushed back really hard because I wanted this to be a special bonding time, just me and my husband. But once the baby was born, we quickly realized that any help is much appreciated. Um, some of the things that she's been doing, like you guys mentioned, are the dishes and she cooks occasionally. Cooking is not her strong suit, but she lets my husband cook much of the time um, while she does other things. Um, laundry, cleaning and tidying the house. I, whenever she's not here, the house is a complete disaster. Um, so that's really nice to just for my mental health, having an organized space. Um, the other thing that I was thinking when the listener or the caller said that she's going to be useless during middle of the night because she can't feed the baby. Yes, that's true if they're exclusively breastfed, but also Sometimes the baby takes a while to go back to sleep. Like the babies wake up and they're wide awake, especially my baby. Um, and it takes him a long time to be held or rocked. So what we've been doing, especially on hard nights where he's frequently up um, during the night, is I will feed him and then I'll go into my mom's room and pass him off to her. And she will stay up and hold him, rock him back to sleep until he's calm enough to go back down. And that way, I'm not up for two hours, and then he falls asleep for an hour and then needs to be fed again. Um, the other thing is during the day, uh, if a lot of babies want contact naps, that's like part of the fourth trimester thing. So she can take him for some of those contact naps, and my husband and I can go lie down and get a long stretch of sleep um, away from him where it's uninterrupted because babies are very noisy at night. So... Best of luck to the caller and to the caller's sister. Uh, this postpartum time is a lot. Um, health issues make it even worse, but fingers crossed you won't have to deal with any of those, but you will probably still deal with regular sleep deprivation and all the other things that come along with this time. Um, thanks, you guys, for the podcast. I've been listening to it in the middle of the night for some of these feeds, and it's really great. So thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. I just had a flashback to um, remember like when Henry was a baby, we would write down like when he, yes, yeah, book. 
in the book, but then also we had that <clears throat> that dry erase yep. like strip in the kitchen. And I just remember like one night when you had been on duty and you like it took like an hour and a half to get him back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was the thing that I was like, oh, no one tells you. Like, people talk about, like, you know, the baby Dory. doesn't sleep. What? I figured out a name for that podcast. Oh, what? Lost in Transition. It's not- a guide. It's a guide. To yeah, help. it's not bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you're good. lost with, like, what am I doing? How mm-hmm, do I do mm-hmm. this? Yeah. All right. You didn't like it? Well, I, I just whatever. don't know if they still feel... I mean, maybe they do still feel lost. But it's not for the person transitioning. Mm, it's for right. I see. the family members. Look. Yes, yes, yes. You can have it. Yep, you can Dory have it. Dory didn't like it. She didn't respond to it immediately. Um, so, whatever. Babies take a long time to go back to bed sometimes. Yeah, I feel like no one... I didn't really understand that. So it was like, oh. We had a good system. Like, because I was uh, more of a night owl. Right. So I would do till like two or three in the morning. Yeah. And then it would be your turn. Yeah. And then even that was like not that strict. So also a morning bird, you know? That's me. I'm just, I don't sleep. You're just a bird. I don't sleep. (laughs) I'm like a bird. I want to fly away. I don't know where my home is. Um. Yes, thank you for that. It's. I think that's also a really good reminder of how it's good to give people specific tasks. Like I see, I I see a lot of people saying like, "Oh, my." parents are here and like they weren't helpful and like sometimes parents just aren't helpful but also sometimes you need to say to them hey you know what would be super helpful while you're here when I just had a baby if you could just do the dishes every night or if you could you know what I mean like give them a specific thing that they are responsible for instead of just sort of like ambiguously hoping that they will help in some way Mm -hmm. just a thought Just a thought. Specifics. Are Specifics. Always great. Although, I remember when your parents were staying with us right after we had um, Henry. Mm-hmm. They were in charge of the dishes, but like, did the thing that I hate, which is use every fork until they did the dishes. Yeah. Like, you know, if, you're, if, you, have, if you have 15 forks in the drawer, don't start cleaning them when you have zero forks in the drawer. <laughs> That's all. Mm. It's a personal pet peeve of mine. It is a personal pet peeve of his. It, it drives me cuckoo bananas. It really does. Story it's a real all, trigger also, for him. Real like, trigger. I did dishes this morning. Sick. Because I was like, what's happening? I didn't mm. have. I didn't use a dish all weekend, and I look, and the sink was full. Mm. Dory goes through all the small plates. Every weekend, every small plate is gone. Look, I like a small plate. What can I say? I know. You like a small plate in a small bowl. I do. I like small things. <laughs> All the small things. Okay. Uh, we All have another. The small <laughs> um, Remember that guy who made the cake of Tom DeLong? 
I do. I'm, I'm great for <laughs> the bake-off. And he was in the final? Uh, yeah. His hero. It was, it was the worst cake I've ever seen. No. Lupita Nyong'o was also very bad. <laughs> was, it was the worst <laughs> week of baking anyone's ever seen on it that show. It was very bad. Um, okay. We have another voicemail. Mm-hmm. Hey, Matt and Dory, it's Rosina, your Boulder bestie. <laughs> um, calling in is really fun. So, first of all, thank you guys for the great advice you had given me about uh, my son's weak windows. And sorry, I didn't mention it last time I called. Um, and thank you to all the listeners who called in with amazing advice. I really, really appreciate it. I actually, Dory, I think your advice, like I took to heart when you said, you know, it gets better. Um, I think that's kind of all I needed to hear and knowing that I think very soon it will get better. You know, when he, he's almost five months now and when he gets to be six months, I think it'll, we'll have more stretches of awake time. Um, but the caller who called in about Boulder or life in Colorado is, is spot on. I mean, Everybody here, you know, is active and lives like an outdoor lifestyle, which is what we love about living here. Um, and it is, you know, I'm like part of a new mom's group that um, it's called Mamas Who Hike. And like literally the first Sunday of every month, all these moms meet with their babies and carriers and we go on a hike. Um, I say we, I've only been once because I like couldn't handle it the other times, but it is very much about that mentality. And I'll also say that, you know, we moved to Boulder, um, we moved back to Boulder recently and, and we're trying to build a community. We don't have a lot of friends right now. And so in addition to like experiencing being parents for the first time ever, we're actually also trying to like build a community where, you know, we'll be happy and, and can our son can be happy in and, and we can have friends in. So, um, I am also trying to make a lot of mom friends at the same time, which yes, can definitely be stressful, but I am trying to just kind of lean into it, own that, you know, my son is not the easiest at times or own that, um, I can't do a lot of things with him and, and it is what it is. Um, on Saturday we went to like a, a picnic with new parents, which was really cute. But I mean, our son did not nap. Um, he doesn't nap in the car seat, like maybe sometimes, but not consistently. Mm. So yeah, he didn't nap at the event. Then he took like two 10 minute naps that rest of the afternoon. He was like a raging overtired baby all the rest of the day but honestly it was worth it because like we had a great time at the picnic and like talked to a lot of you know good people and, and made some connections so I think what I'm trying to do is just kind of weigh um what events are worthwhile and not do them all the time like that and maybe try to do something once a week um to balance it out so still working on it very much but knowing that it um comes to an end, you know, or gets better at least. Which brings me to another thought that I would love your perspective on or other listeners. It's like, how do you stay present? Because I'm in the space where like, I, there's so, so much about this stage is so hard. And, um, I like, and keep 
looking forward to milestones where like he'll get older, he'll start crawling or he'll be less fussy or he'll, you know, have longer wake windows. It's like, but I I don't want to wish this time away because I want to save every minute with my baby because I'll never get this time again. And so it's like almost hard to balance. Like when people say like, don't worry, it gets better. It's like, okay, it might, but then I will never have him as this young again. And so I'm, I'm just kind of wrestling with this notion of um, it gets better and being present. Um, anyway, love you guys so much and love hearing um, such great feedback from everybody on the podcast. Um, again, this is Rosina, your new Boulder bestie, and we'll talk <laughs> soon. Bye. She's like really cracked the code of like, we don't get that many voicemails. So totally just use it as a one, like a fucking sounding board. Um, uh, we actually it, addressed this not, not that long ago, I think. Didn't we? Yeah. Well, I, I think specifically though, I think she's more talking about the, uh, yes. infancy. You know, and what a pain yeah. in the ass it is, but also wanting to enjoy the pain in the ass while it's there. Right. Sure. Which I get, but honestly, it's not, it's a pain in the ass. And yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's also like, it can, it, the whole idea of like cherish every moment can be kind of toxic. And, I wouldn't let that kind of influence. I wouldn't let that have undue influence over your life. Um, I think it's a balance, you know, and also like there are going to be periods that are not going to be that fun and it's okay to acknowledge that it's fine. Yeah. But also it sounds like you're, you're present. Yeah, it sounds like you are very present. Um, um, enjoy, and, you know. Because there's going to be a day where he's not, or they they're not in the crib anymore, and yeah. they uh, have their feet and can free roam, and then your life is over. And then you're woken up by the pitter patter, <laughs> or the, the full body of a forty two pound <laughs> being full body that slam. jumps on you. <laughs> At 5.50 a.m. <laughs> on a Saturday uh, and goes, Tita, Tita, <laughs> it's time to watch something. <laughs> oh, God. Um, All righty. This is from Lindsay. Hi, Dorian Matt. This has been on my mind for a few weeks now after you all spoke about a sporting event with Henry where other kids had a lot of grandparents present and you noted that Henry's are all too far away to attend. We are parents to a two-year-old science baby with a second on the way and we are both in our early 40s. I lost my mom to breast cancer in December. She's a wonderful grandmother, mother, and friend. Along with the grief of losing a mother, I'm profoundly sad slash mad that my daughters will not have an active grandmother in their lives. I imagine that a lot of your listeners may fall into the older parent category and therefore likely some are also in the no grandparents category. 
If anyone has tips to share on how they have handled grandparent questions as they arise from books, shows, school events, I'd love to hear them. It has also made me more deeply empathetic to single or gay parents who I know deal with this on a larger, more frequent scale with mom slash dad events. I'd love any insight from that contingent as well. Thanks for considering Lindsay and Tennessee. Don't remember all the stats requested. 3,800 square feet, no hot dogs, three TVs, large but exact sizes unknown. No way to no way to know for sure. No way to know. No way to know. Um yeah, I'd love to hear from people who who are who have navigated this, who are navigating this. Um any books you'd recommend? Yeah, we love books. Kate Spencer's Dead Moms Club. Yeah. That would that be helpful here? It might be because she does talk to her kids about right her mom and her mom died before her kids were born. Mm-hmm. So they never knew her. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I love that book. So, well, it's weird. Cause I'm the only one recommending it. Feels like only one of us is the true friend. Wow. Okay. I'm a Kate Spencer Stan, you know, I know you are. I just think she's terrific. She is the cat's meow. Whatever her, New book is is also great, probably. <laughs> In a New York minute, it's delightful. Okay, we have one last email from Britt. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. Pause the pod to say thanks. Because of your prompt, Siri has now added Andy's birthday to my reminders. I wonder you go. how many other listeners had Siri triggered. 800-ish square feet in New Westminster, British Columbia. No hot dogs, three TVs, two fairly small, 150-something inches, but I only watch on my computer. Cheers, we should Britt. Like let everybody know that Andy's birthday was Saturday. It was Saturday. And I remembered. You know, it's funny. Even in my fever. Because I texted him on Sunday and I said, happy birthday. I'm sorry I'm a day late. And then he said something that I thought he was implying that you had not wished him a happy birthday. Oh, what a jerk. And I was like, oh, he's been really sick. And he's like, actually, he remembered. He texted I me. I did. And I was like, wow, okay. I oh, did. he said, he said, I forgive you, Dory. <laughs> and I said, oh, Matt has been sick. And he said, haha, he did actually get the happy birthday. And I think it was an act of defiance. It was. Like, if I was, like, terminally ill and was definitely going to die yesterday, I would have made it through to say happy birthday. Like, I would have been like, not going yet. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing what, um, like, spite will do, you know? Mm, you do love a <laughs> an action born of spite. I, f- I function mostly out of spite. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for bearing with us. Sorry, this was a day late, but now you all know way, way too much about Matt's butt. I mean, it's not the first podcast nor the last podcast to discuss my butt. Your butt? Yeah. It's the beauty of podcasting. (sighs) All right. Well, let's thank our Patreon supporters. Again, you can support us at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. And at the $5 level or above, you also get your name read on the podcast each month, in addition to all the bonus episodes, including the now massive back catalog. So thank you to the following supporters. Kat C. Uh, Kate Marchanowski. Catherine Linnae. 
Catherine Shimmons. Katie Allen. Katie Regan. Katie Suvagian. Uh, Laura. Laura Dodge. Laura Elliott. Lauren Schultz. Lindsay Gish. Linnea Wynn. Lisa Travis. Liz P. Lynn Nugent. Marina Breed. Martin Hedegard Peterson. Mackenzie Erickson. Megan Brooks. Megan Nelson. Melinda Phelps. Melissa. Meryl H. Mike Zytek. Molly. Moriah Adamic. Nancy Powell. Nikki Bossert. Narantha. Pamela Wong. Pat Machewski. Patty Curry. Paul Sharp. Paula. Rebecca Posey. Robert Hamilton. Robin Kay. Sadie Massa. Sarah Dauberman. Sarah Dauberman. Sarah Friedman. Sarah L. Uh, Sarah Lavelle. Sarah Swift. Scarlett Kaufman. Sherry Olson. Simone Vanderwinkel. And SJV. Thank you very much. I appreciate you all. And now I will use the restroom. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>